It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Time to get it on once again. Same time, same place as last week. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa on the right. The heavyweight champion, and uh, you're still uh, holding out for some kind of belt here, Chris, on, uh, on the I, left. I, I am known as the aggressive progressive. I have my own belt. Now, what's that musical bag behind this? I have an extra hole in my belt right now. I got my winter pounds I got to build <laughs> off. In the next couple of weeks, I'll be working that belt off. <laughs> now, what's this music uh, that's bedded under us? Uh, this is Foreigner. What, glam rock? Come on, get yeah. that out of here. I thought you picked this song. No, I, no. I'm like foreigner. a 90s kind yeah, of guy. I got some 80s. Ship it out. Glam rock, forget about it. <laughs> what is this? Hey, man, I mean, this is what they associate with you, glam rock. No, they associate it with the spring equinox. Uh, People are dancing and prancing in the streets, first day of spring. And it's also for us a very special occasion, Chris Hahn, because yep. it's take your kid to work day. It is take your kid to work day. I We didn't plan this, but we both brought our kids to work today. My daughter and I were at a soccer tournament down in South Jersey, a little smash mouth U15 soccer. Uh, but it was uh, a pretty good uh, pretty good weekend down there for her and her teammates. And let, me, uh, let me ask you a question. You live out in Billy Joel land. Long I night. do, I do. And you go all the way down to Vineland, uh, to South Jersey, to play soccer. I was in Salem County, New Jersey. You you know who was the security officer at the nuclear power plant in Salem? Who? Bruce Willis. There you go. This is when he was making his bones. Remember, (laughs) he was learning to become a Republican, a conservative. Remember, he was one of the few out there in Hollywood. I don't don't think he does that anymore. I think he's out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's uh, (laughs) He's not a friend of Abe anymore. No, no, no. And uh, by the way, he lived up on the Upper West Side where I reside. Uh, Same block, although uh, he was uh, right on Central Park West. I was down the block. And I said, there's only room for one tough guy here in this neighborhood. And do you realize he ended up going to Bedford, New York, although that had already been prearranged to sell his uh, million-dollar condo there and go to Bedford, New York, with almost everybody else who's a trendoid freak? Well, it's a beautiful little place, Bedford, New York. I don't know if you've been there. It's no, nice. No, Very trendy. If I walked through there with my red beret, the property values would drop. They well, would think there was a crime problem. You could take the beret off and go for a walk, and no, nobody no, will know. No, no, no. It's I'm like sorry. you and I do it exact opposite. You wear a hat so people know who you are. I wear a hat so nobody knows who I am. <laughs> That's so, what no, I do. Let me ask you a question. Go though. ahead. Uh, it's bring your daughter to work day, except you went all the way down, all the way down to Camden County, Salem. Yeah. In order for her to compete in soccer, how come you're not competing in soccer tournaments like out in your area? We do. We, we, you know, that's the thing about travel soccer. You got to travel. We, you know, we go down to, to New Jersey. We go to Delaware and, and Maryland. We're going to go up to Boston in a couple of weeks. It's a, it's a it's a travel team. Okay, so you, you schlep, you make that trip. How many games? Three games we played. Wow, three games yeah. in one morning. No, it was in uh, two mornings. We, two we mornings. went out, we went uh, we went down Friday night. We stayed over Friday and Saturday night. Uh, they played two games on Saturday and a game on Sunday. So you're a soccer dad. I am a soccer dad. Yeah, they had I soccer have been moms. A soccer dad for ten years now. Which uh, elected Bill Clinton president yep. of the United States. So you're a very valued voter. You're a soccer <laughs> yeah, dad. I'm a valued voter. Yeah, a soccer dad. Is it mostly soccer moms or soccer dads? Now this is it's, uh, it's, uh, females. It's who are a playing. lot of both. 
that, you know, there are a lot of dads involved with soccer and a lot of moms. So it's good. You know, any, any fights uh, that break it's out funny, on the sidelines? Uh, you know, the last game we played this morning got a little vicious, but I didn't see it. Uh, but my daughter, when she came off the field, said, you know, some of the parents on the other team were really being rude to us during the game. I didn't notice it. I was standing all the way away from the other team's parents. Uh, and it was, you know, I don't know if it was actually happening or this is something they thought of, but my daughter was pretty convinced that they were being completely rude to the point where one of her teammates was actually crying over something that they said. Wait a second. Yeah. This is soccer. You can't cry. Well, you know, teenage well, girls, man. See, you don't, you don't have the, you don't have the luxury and I got to be careful what I say. I don't want to come through here and kill me. She's taller than me. But you don't have the luxury of having girls, teenage girls in your life. It's a very different thing. No, I have three sons. Uh, but my oldest son, Anthony, is here. Uh, and, in fact, uh, he keeps lobbying me because he got his senior ring. And that's all he was doing He's on He's a Friday. senior already? Senior in high school. Wow. He was flashing his senior ring at me like, ha, 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 I got what you never got. <laughs> well, you had a senior ring. You just didn't get no. a diploma. No, no, no. <laughs> I never had a senior ring. No. They kicked me I out of high school. I thought you got kicked school. out in your senior year. No, you get your senior ring as you approach spring, right before spring. I never made it to the right. spring in 1972 at Brooklyn Prep, a very prestigious Jesuit high school. Uh, but the Jesuits decided to shine their boots on my backside, kick me to the curb, and I never looked back, never looked back. But I didn't get my senior ring. Obviously, I didn't have the read. Did you pay for your senior ring? No. You you would get it for free? No. Yeah, you got to buy it. I know. But I got I, my senior ring. I hadn't even gotten to that point. Way, they gave us our senior ring in, in, in Center Reach High School where I grew up. I think we got it our junior year. Ooh. Yeah. So you had it your entire year. Oh, yeah, but that's year. because it's corporate. You know, you have a whole corporation like to make these. It was $500. I know. Ridiculous. But anyway, so he keeps shining this ring and saying, Dad, you know what it means? When I graduate, I get a present, right? Yeah. Okay, I want that brand new Dodge Charger. Right. Dad, I don't want another sateen jacket for graduation. <laughs> I want a Dodge Charger. Good choice. New. By the way, good choice. Great car. You know, when I bought, uh, you know, I, I, I'm now two cars away from it. I had bought a BMW about eight years ago. I wanted to buy a Dodge Charger. That's what I wanted. I wanted to get a Dodge Charger with a 405 engine in it. Ooh. My wife's like, they could take the kid out of Center Reach, <laughs> but they can't keep the Center Reach out so of the kid. So what is it? There's something about you Long Island guys. Now, think of it. We're going to talk about it later. Billy Joel, your idol. But the people who love muscle cars, you love muscle cars. Then there's Billy Joe Loves Muscle right. Cars. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, we're going to be talking about him le- uh, later. He, he's a Queens guy, not on Long Island. Right, but he loves Muscle Cars, right. although his compound is out there with Fredo, Chris well, Cuomo. He, now. I don't think he owns that compound. I think he's just crashing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't think he owns it. Only for his friends. compound's in Westchester. But they love Muscle Cars. Right. My son loves a Muscle Car, and I said to him this morning, right before we came in here, I said, you know what it is? It's like, what, four fifty a gallon now? You crazy? And you're going to want high test for that because it's a high-performance car. Maybe. Lots of horses under the hood. Yeah, yeah. I said, there's no, there's no way. Well, you know, look, it's it's the Dodge Charge. First of all, you don't got to buy a new one for him. He wants a new one. He doesn't want pre-owned. He doesn't want one from the chop shop. No, no, no. You know no. where they change you, the you VIN gotta, numbers. You got to get a guy, get him a certified pre-owned. You know, he'll be fine with that for his first car. <laughs> this, my first car, first of all, my first car, remember, this is the late 80s. Okay, 88, 89 was a 77 Chevy Nova four-door. Not the not the sporty one. A four-door Chevy Nova with a dented rear quarter panel. And a, uh, I had to start it with a screwdriver. A screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, with a screwdriver. Oh, you were getting good training because yeah. that's the way we used to 
Uh, <laughs> that's the way we used to take cars for a joyride. Now, I'm not even talking about with the uh, with the where the key goes. No, you turn the key on, then you pop the hood and you touch the screwdriver oh, to the solenoid because the starter right. was broke. That's right. <laughs> so, wow, you yeah. could have been good at bringing in cars into chop shops late at night. <laughs> One of my friends rigged it for me so that I could touch two wires underneath the. Uh, uh, the, the 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 panel inside after a couple of months of seeing me lift the hood and start with the Well, this is another. Because it's a, a gorgeous first spring day, people are bringing out their old cars out yep. of their garages, out of their backyards. You know, they're, they're making sure, well, wait a second. Uh, we only got uh, enough money here for two gallons of gas. Right. The old muscle cars will be able to get you seven I, miles I, on I, a gallon. I think you're going to be okay. Look, I mean, gas is up. It's all, it's 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 It should be coming down considering oil dropped uh, significantly this week. You keep thinking that, Butch. <laughs> yeah, well, you keep thinking that. Now, let me ask you guys, what yeah. was your original car? My first car was a 77 Chevy Nova. Oh, well, that's a power car. No, it was a, well, it had a, a straight six engine in it, yeah. but it was a four-door. Okay. It wasn't one of those souped-up-looking hot 77 Chevy Novas. It was a it was a pretty beat-up. So you had your driver's permit, then you got your license. Right. How old were you? I was 16 when I got my permit, 16 when I got my license. Wow. Yeah. You, Day I turned 16, I got that permit. You live to drive. <laughs> yeah. And then I got, uh, after my 77 Chevy Nova, before I graduated from high school in 89, I bought, my uncle had an 85 Z28 Camaro oh. with a 305 four-barrel oh, that he used to drive to the city. He, in, like, two years, he put, like, $90,000 well, miles a, on it. He sold like it to have, me for virtually nothing. That's like having an IROC. It was, I, yeah, it was great. It was you, you could have been a Supreme Cougie it, it with was, the Cornu it was, in the rear window. It was the greatest car I ever had. It was, it was, it was just, you know... 18 years old, driving around oh, that thing. Yeah. And then, of course, I got into college. My first year of college, I didn't go to Albany. I went to Buffalo State. And I drove it to Buffalo and left, you know, was up there in Buffalo with it and destroyed that old car. But you see, your orientation when it comes to a set of wheels, Chevy Noma, uh, uh, you had a Camaro. Yep. That is really a Republican conservative orientation, mostly. Why would you say that? Well, I'll tell you, because <laughs> I had the ultimate dream of liberals and progressives Although I didn't have the VW bus, <laughs> I had the Corvair van, which was air-cooled. So it could start up, you know, before we had global warming and uh, climate change. Yeah. It was 40 degrees below zero, just like a VW bus. Boom, could start right up. Stick shift. You could, on one gallon of gas, you could go forever. <laughs> it was great, except I met Ralph Nader. And Ralph he said, Na- don't get rear-ended in that car. No, no. I I said, you know, my first vehicle wasn't a Corvair car. He wrote a whole book about that. It was yeah, a Corvair unsafe, van. Unsafe at any speed. He goes, Curtis, you know how dangerous that was? I said, no. In the neighborhood I grew with uh, in Canarsie, Brooklyn, I had more to worry about from the wise guys who grew up with see, me than the Corvair van. It's hard to talk to a guy who grew up in the city about cars because I feel like if you live in the city, any car is a great car. Because if you have a car in the city, you're like... Way ahead of the game. Well, let me ask you a question. Out on the island, everybody has a car. We test the uh, revival, the resurrection of New York City, which is really one of the last major cities in America to come out of the lockdown and pandemic. Based on our weekly program, yes. were you able to find a legal parking spot in the street? Now, you you got to remember, it is Sunday, right? And I will look for a parking spot on a let Sunday. Me tell you Chris, I had plenty Chris of time. Hunt, before the <laughs> lockdown pandemic of March of 2020. Uh, you would have been circling the block for days on end on a Sunday or any day to find a legal parking spot. A legal parking Probably, spot. Yeah, yeah. So did you or did you not have to I, park in a garage I today? did find a spot. I did have to circle, but I found a spot. 
And I am amazed, even though you gave up your day because it's take your kid to work day here at WABC. <laughs> My daughter's in, in the other room studying her math that neither one of us could possibly even imagine. She opened that book. I'm like, what is that? A, is that Greek? Common Core. You <laughs> I, should have been out there protesting Common Core <laughs> no, on Long Island. She's, she's way ahead of Common Core, man. <laughs> it's like, this is stuff that I, I never even got to. All right, so you're down <laughs> so, in Salem. And she's in ninth grade. Southern <laughs> so, Jersey. The very place where Bruce Willis was first a security officer yes. at that nuclear power where plant. Where he there. practiced throwing Hans Gruber off the tower. <laughs> right. From the cooling tower of the sale of nuclear power plant. He, he th- I would have thought for sure you, Mr. Runner, you would have been at the revival after two, two and a half years here in New York City, the lockdown and pandemic. I know. The half marathon. You know, it's funny. I've always wanted to run the New York City half marathon. It's a great half marathon. I did not run it. I am going to be running the Long Island half marathon in May. Uh, oh, right- oh, so it's like a home crowd there. No, it's just that, you know, it's hard to get into this New York City half marathon, and I didn't want to call anybody up and say, help me out here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did WABC sponsor it? Did we have slots? <laughs> oh, hell no. Uh, I was going to say. Well, wait a second. <laughs> you mean you got to grease the organizers no, in order to gotta, get into the race? You, well, look, there's a couple of ways you get in. You win a lottery. You run a, a bunch of other races. They let you in. Uh, or you got to pay extra. You can pay extra by either doing it for charity, uh, or buying a VIP slot. You know, plus, I just... This has just been a rough weekend. I mean, we had the soccer tournament and everything else. But, I understand. Yeah. But you're not an Ethiopian. You're not from Kenya. No. You're not Mr. Marathon. But have you run marathons oh, yeah. before? I've run the New York City Marathon. I ran it in 2010. I did it in under four hours. And I run a half marathon almost every year, at least once a year. Why not? Why not a normal marathon anymore? Because uh, a half marathon, you recover the next day. A full marathon is painful, man. It, that last mile of the marathon... My mantra, my mantra when I'm running is usually you're calm, relaxed, and in control. Just, you know, keep saying that to yourself and just keep running. My, la- my mantra during the last mile of the New York City Marathon was just don't stop, just don't stop, just don't stop, just don't stop, just don't stop. And when I stopped, at the end of it, I couldn't move. Uh, I, you know, I, I had done it for a charity. I had raised money for a charity, uh, and I was wearing their singlet, and they came and picked me up and carried me to their tent after the race. I and was burnt. To this day, since it's 2010, it's 12 years ago, right? Yeah. You still feel any of the ramifications? No, no, not at all. I run every day. I run I've run every day since December eighteenth, uh December twenty excuse me, December thirty first, twenty eighteen. So I've run every single day. I run at least a mile a day, but I usually average about five miles a day. Uh but you know, as long as you don't kill yourself, you're okay. I, I, I was in pain for about a week from the marathon, but no ramifications after that. Well, anyway, up next we gotta talk about the president of the United States is yes. going to Europe this week. So much has occurred uh, amongst our allies, obviously uh, the Ukraine itself and Vladimir Putin, who came off of that 200,000-person rally there where they were flying the Russian Federation flags (laughs) all over the place. So we got to catch up on uh, the Ukraine. Come to my rally. Was it an invite? Was that an invite or a subpoena? Uh, I would say it's pretty impressive. More of a subpoena than an invite, right? Pretty pretty impressive. (laughs) If Uh, you ever want to see Moose and Squirrel again, come to Raleigh. Oh, by the way, i got to give you an update on that. As you know, with uh, Rocket J, Squirrel, and Bullwinkle, which was the cartoon of my generation, the boomers, about the Cold War, you had Boris Badenoff and Natasha. Uh, now, because uh, we're we're basically canceling anything that has to do with Russia, and that was the Cold War, KGB, 
Uh, that's now left on the cutting floor. So when you watch Rocket well, they, J, uh, Squirrel, and Bullwinkle, you won't see you won't see Boris, Boris and, and Natasha. But they're, no. they're enemies. I think you're making this up. Nope. I, I'm calling this out. No. You're making this up. We'll they get were, it. All right, we'll get into it. We'll get it. into that right. and so much more. Moose, Moose and Squirrel must die. Right here with well, Chris well, well, I can't do a I haven't done a Rocky in so long. I can't do it. Don't even try because <laughs> the pigeons are outside. I'm going to have to go feed them. They follow me all the way over from the Upper West Side earlier today. Right here, Chris Hahn on the left. Yours truly, Curtis Lee on the right exclusive to wabc it's the left versus the right it's the left versus the right in the right corner it's heavyweight king curtis lewa in the left corner christopher hahn oh yeah here he is our man, Billy Joel. No, What's he not, doing, 83, 83rd show coming up at MSG? Oh, no, yeah, he's back. He's 83rd show at Madison Square Garden, the monthly show. This is like the Rocky Horror movie that you used to go to every Saturday night at 12 midnight. I feel like when I go to the garden, I'm hanging out with uh, like 20,000 of my closest friends. We're all singing songs, enjoying ourselves. It's fantastic. Let me ask you a question. He's the Long Island guy, right? He is. He got a brand new stadium out there next to the Belmont Racetrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why doesn't he do his concerts out there? Well, he's got this residency at the Garden. I mean, look, the Garden is always the mecca of entertainment, of sport. People want to go play the Garden. So he's over at the Garden. He's been there for, for, I got, five years. I remember when he announced this, a friend of mine said, how many times a year do you want to go? Two, three, four times, five times? I was like, let's go eight times. I don't get it. <laughs> it's the same concert over it and over. It is not the same concert. He mixes it. He's got a huge playlist. You know this. He's got, he's been, he's been, Consistently re- recording new music for you know thirty five forty years, one hundred and twenty nine concerts just in Madison Square Garden yeah. alone. Tell me that's Sold not out. Rocky Sold Horror. Out. No, it's not. It's not Rocky Horror. You go dressed up. You no to the, the, with the depends. I go crowd whatever there. I was wearing that day, and I go in and I enjoy myself. It's great. I actually brought my daughter last time. The last thing I did before COVID was see Billy Joel at MSG in February of twenty twenty with my daughter. And we you lip sync to words. So. Oh, I, I lose my voice. I'm out there singing at the top of my lungs. You, you know who you, you remind me of? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, you are a groupie for Billy Joel. Has he ever come up to you? Have you ever I, met I him? I have met him a couple of times. Uh, when I worked for Senator Schumer, of course, I met him a bunch of times. Did a, a bunch of press releases and a bunch of press conferences with him about the fishermen out on Long Island. But one time I was at a concert for Bob Dylan. It was a benefit for uh, Long Island University out in Southampton when they actually owned that campus. And I was in a VIP tent, and Billy Joel drives up on his motorcycle, looks around the tent, sees me, recognizes me from somewhere, comes up to me, goes, hey, man. I go, "Uh, hey, Billy. He goes, have you seen Bob? And I'm like, "Uh, Sillerman? He's like, no, 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 Dylan. Do you know where Bob Dylan is? I'm like, backstage? He goes, thanks, man. And my buddy who's with me goes, Billy Joel knows you. <laughs> I'm like, no. I don't wow, think you so. see, you are a groupie. You are a sickle fan, Tony Alaki. Unlike. He dated somebody I went to school with. Oh. Trish Bergen, oh. who was a News 12 anchor oh. and now a councilwoman or a county legislator. Oh, oh, I mean. oh aren't yeah. you the, the insider? Aren't you the trend? Just saying, just saying. You love dropping names out. Well, guess what? You were treated differently by Billy Joel than Shamu. <laughs> El Jefe, Chris Christie, Sickle Fan, Tony Lackey, and Bruce Springsteen uh, apparently went to the East Street Band about 129 concerts. Oh, yeah. Where he get up, lip sync the They'd words. show him in the front row dancing. Right, jiggling and wiggling. <laughs> and not only that, uh, Springsteen, 
None of the band members would pay him any mind. He couldn't go backstage. He'd wave. He'd wait outside, you know, with all the other groupies. No play. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, after he hugged Barack Obama, right? Come on upstage, Chris. It, it doomed. <laughs> it doomed him it doomed in terms him of Republican, his uh, yeah. Republican aspirations. So Billy Joel, uh, not Billy Joel, but uh, Bruce Springsteen teased him. So in that election that Trump won, surprisingly. Uh, so here it is. They're on Air Force One. They're with President Barack Obama at the time. They had done a big event for Hillary in Columbus, Ohio. Right, right. They're flying back to D.C. Bruce Springsteen gets on and says, hey, Chris, you know who I'm on with? <laughs> Barack Obama, right? I, are you sure he's this is torturing You're him. making this no, up. No, <laughs> I'm not making it up. It's true. It's like Rocky and Bowling. Yeah, and so like... naturally, Chris Christie, Shamu El Hefe was like a little kid. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Finally, Bruce Springsteen. This guy has gone to Europe. To see Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. Yeah, I, I've only gone to Long. I've seen him in Long Island, and I've seen him in Albany. Remember when That's he slapped it. around little Marco Rubio <laughs> on that stage in New Hampshire, which helped Trump? He went to see Springsteen and the E Street Band in the Garden the next in Boston. Night. All right, we got a lot more to talk about. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, we're coming at you. We're with you till 5. It's the left versus the right debate. Heavyweight slugfest. All right. Curtis Slewa, Chris Hahn. Should we stay or should we go? I think that's the question NATO is asking right now. Should we stay or should we go? I have a more pertinent question. You know how they say uh, politics makes for strange bedfellows? Yes. War certainly does. Surely. Uh, you remember, if, uh, since there have been so many comparisons to World War II, you had uh, Stalin invades Poland uh, from the east, yep. uh, Hitler invades Poland from the west, and they carve it up. Uh, so they had an alliance there. Uh, the retrospective was is that, well, Stalin wanted to do that to buy some time because he knew the Nazis were coming for him right. and wanted to take right. all the mother right. Russia. Uh, meantime, they lost 20 million Russians in that yeah. war. 20 million, 80% of the casualties uh, for the Nazis, the Germans and their allies, were against the Russians. So to them, you know, you mentioned any comparisons to World War II. They almost know everybody yep. who has somehow been affected in yep. their lineage, including the many folks who are in the Ukraine. But we were allies with Joe Stalin. We sat there. There was Churchill. There was FDR. There yep. was Stalin. And then afterwards, uh, when they carved up Europe, unfortunately, they gave Joe Stalin like all of East Europe. Yeah. And then we maintained West Europe between right. ourselves, the right. Brits and the right. French. Right, right. Not good. But let's talk about this uh, latest uh, friend, Pershenko. He's not as often on TV as Zelensky. But he's on a lot. The former president yeah. of the Ukraine. Flak jacket, yep. who's surrounded by security officers, big guys. And he's a big guy himself. Except to show you the politics of the Ukraine, he is up for charges on treason. Treason against the Ukraine. He was in Poland. He had to flee the Ukraine because right. Zelensky and his allies wanted to prosecute this guy and put him in the Ukrainian gulag. All of a sudden, Vladimir Putin is flexing, ready to invade. Poroshenko comes back. He said, you want to arrest me? Put me in the gulag. 
go for it. I'm a patriot. I'm here to support you, Zelensky. I'm here to support all Ukrainians. Is it possible that Ukrainian politics and American politics is not that different? <laughs> of course not. But right. if you notice... Could you since- imagine, though, let's say the Canadians invaded the United States. I mean... Couldn't you see, like, Mitch McConnell saying, I'm here to stand up for you, Joe Biden? <laughs> or Donald Trump maybe even coming out and saying, you know this, what? Is, I'm with Chuck Schumer. Is this a reverse <laughs> of the movie Canadian Bacon where yeah. the Canadians actually invade they're us? They're invading us, yeah. I'm assuming that they got some super weapon and now they're invading so us. So clearly there's, like, uh, I do the A-level interviews and Pershenko, you as the former president, you do the B-level yeah, interviews. Yeah, there's some coordination, it looks like. So Pershenko comes out of his um, bunker somewhere in uh, Kiev or right. Kiev, whatever they call it now. And he it, makes... It, they've always called it Kiev. We've called it Kiev. Well, chicken Just kind of like, I don't understand, like, when you go to Italy, you know, we call it Florence. They call it Florence. Florence. Why don't we just call it Florencia? No, 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 I don't no. It's like when you go to India, right? Bombay, right? No, no more. It's not Bombay. Well, no, they actually changed the name. Of Bombay. It's not Bombay. That's right. No more Bombay. No more Madras. They changed the name. All the cities I visited in India. If I went back there, I wouldn't recognize it because he changed all the names. Something else. Exactly. But with Pershenko, he comes out of his bunker and he's the real macho guy. Because Zelensky, he's not macho. He's also got that soft side to him, you know, that compassionate side. I would uh, refrain from saying he's not macho. I think staying in your country while you're basically being hunted. Is pretty yeah, but darn it, but macho. still, he's got that that soft, compassionate side too, which is a nice. Well, uh, yeah, he, back and he forth. can do both. Pershenko, though, reminds you of the old uh, East European dictators, hard in your face. He, he reminds me of the East European weightlifter. That's <laughs> exactly. what he reminds me of. Uh, uh, too many roids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he's in front of the cameras and he's saying, "Joe Biden." Come to Kiev. You're coming to Europe for the European uh, gathering of all allied nations that are supporting us against the evil Vladimir Putin, who I used to like, by the way. I used to like. Yeah, you should never like him. (laughs) But he's standing there and he's saying, come to Kiev. Meet with Zelensky in Kiev. Now, the one problem with Joe Biden, the president, whether you agree with him or you disagree with him on his policy towards Ukraine and how he's pulled the allies together in NATO, is he doesn't exude strength. Does well, not well that is a conservative, you know, talking point or meme, quite frankly. I think he does exude strength. But I, I think if you would ask the mass majority of Americans, he doesn't strike. Because uh, yeah, he's an older guy and he seems feeble because he's old. But not even that. Which we all will be at some it, point. It's like, look, Jimmy <laughs> Carter, he served in the United States Navy, a submarine, nuclear submarine right. commander. And nobody ever said he f- seemed strong either. No, no, but I'm just right. saying. They're, they're but a he little, was. Right, but they're a little soft in their presentations. So because he's lacking that optics... I would actually recommend that he do go there. I can't say you're wrong, frankly. And if he does go there, and I wouldn't be shocked if he did, um, goodbye to that horrible poll number he has. I mean, his poll numbers have actually been recovering the last couple of weeks. He's in the mid-40s now. I would see him above 50 the but, day he But returns. just imagine, when he is in, I believe it's Brussels he's going to, to meet with all yep. the NATO and European allies. And then, unexpectedly, he decides to accept the invitation of Pershenko, and I'm sure Zelensky would would, uh, tag on to it. 
and actually go right into Kiev, have a meeting right you there. You think there's a place for Air Force One to even still land over there, though? That's the thing I'm wondering. Take the train! <laughs> Look, all the trains... They would not let him take the train from Delaware to the capital for his own inauguration. Yeah, They're would... let him take a train through a war zone? Yeah, this would be no. like FDR, It would be remember? like Murder on the Orient Express. No, would this would be, be like when FDR would come to New York, he'd come it, it, into Grand it, here's, Central here's Station. What I, you know, here's what I would do. Uh, we would call up the Russians and say, we're bringing Air Force One into Kiev, and it's going to be escorted by a squadron of F-22s, which can hit your MiGs from 100 miles away. If we see anything within 100 miles of it, we will kill it, okay, and, and, and then go. Look, I have a feeling that even though uh, Vladimir Putin is engaged in his war of attrition, just smashing his smithereens, yeah. any urban areas on his march uh, to the capital in the Ukraine, if Joe Biden were there, even like a day or two, what an effect that would have on the whole world. I don't think he'd be there for a full day. I think he'd be there for like an hour. But I do no, think... not not one of these visits. Remember in the midst of our, our war in Iraq, you know, well, how the president go. would fly in yeah. for an hour, carve up Turkey for the and troops, go. and then leave. Yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Well, what's he going to do for two days there? Everything's Walk closed. Around. Everything's closed. No, but they, they won't. They will not attack Kiev. Not. I, I, I have a feeling there'd be like a ceasefire while he's there. It would be... It would be suicide. Putin would be out of his yeah, mind. It would be it would be suicide for him to attack Kiev while President Biden. But is there. it would be so good for Joe Biden and the United States because it would be like Joe Biden is flexing. It would be very good for the United States. It would be very good for Kiev. It would be very good for the Ukrainians. It would be very good for the world if he got there and was able to stop the fighting for a couple of days, so maybe people can talk. And I think that might be a good thing for him to you do. You see that? There you go. You we see? agree. So we, we, now we're, we're going to get, we're gonna, we're gonna get, get 15,000 emails about how we're not arguing today. Wait, wait a second. But Pershenko, <laughs> right. who was charged with treason, remember, he... No, well, they, I don't know they actually charged him. Yes, he was charged. Oh, he, he was, was charged? before the court. That's fully why he was in Poland. <laughs> okay. He was afraid of he getting... He was fully charged. Fully charged. It's He's... not like here where, like, you know... Kevin McCarthy goes to the floor and says, no. we should charge this no, no, person. No, no, no. With no, he actually was charged. This is a habit. This is of, not like Candace Owens saying somebody no, committed treason. No, okay. what happens if you watch the lineage ever since the Ukraine had uh, elections. Right. Almost every new president charges the old president or his adversary with treason. Which is why they're not a fully... Demo- they're not a fully democratic country, which is why we won't let him into NATO. Right. you got to stop charging your predecessor with treason. You could say he's a bad guy and he did bad things and office wasn't good at his job, but he's not treason. They all go into exile. It's, they all, as soon as they lose, they go into why, exile. This is why they can't be part of NATO yet. They've got to figure that part out. So You're not allowed to at, kill your opponents. This is amazing. We're actually in agreement yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this is the main reason, right? I mean, the, the, why haven't they? They've been wanting to be part of NATO for over 10 years now. Why are they not part of NATO? Because they're not truly a democratic society. Because they, first of all, they've had revolutions, violent re- revolutions. Well, they have a civil war right. going on so, in the east, and, well, the east and end. That's a, a put on civil war, but which is a proxy war. I know, but it's been right. going on since 2014. So there's a that's disputed a part war. of their territory, and then there is a non there's non democratic actions happening there regularly. And they have to get that under control before they join. Now, you do know that if the president were to take us up on Pershenko's uh, decision that you and I are in agreement with that he go to Kiev for at least a day, he'd be wearing the mask again. 
Do you realize one of the biggest problems taking place that has gotten little of any attention is with the massive number of refugees who are fleeing Ukraine, mostly going west, some are being forced to go east to Russia or up to Belarus as uh, Vladimir Putin's tanks and uh, aircraft are just annihilating cities, smashing them to smithereens. Only 30% of the Ukrainians have been vaccinated. Well, yeah, they've been so they, a, a war. Right, they're carrying COVID-19 with them. Yeah, but the president's been vaccinated and boosted and everything else. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, but you understand what that is, is that's a signal to all of our allies. It's good you're a humanitarian. It's good you're taking in these refugees. Uh, hopefully, many of them will be able to make passageway to the United States. But in the meantime, they're dealing with a COVID-19 I, crisis. I, and it's something that we should be helping them with. And the president should be delivering vaccines and everything else to the polls and others need that are uh, taking these refugees in. And then when they come to the United States, we should make sure that they're vaccinated, boosted and ready to go. Now, what happens? And by the way, ready to work because we've got a lot of job openings. Now, now what happens? You have Poland, you have Hungary, you have Romania accepting most of the refugees, the initial uh, series of refugees. Uh, you say we have to vaccinate you before you come in the country. Yeah. What happens if some of them say no? Then Then you can't come. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, hold, hold on. A Trust me, they'll be okay. No, no. You, I, I, you know there's going to be at least country. 10, 20% who are going to refuse to get they vaccinated. They can't come here if they don't want to be vaccinated. Not, I'm not saying here. I'm saying oh, get I, into look, Poland, that's Hungary. A, look, I, uh, you're, I'm not Polish. I'm not Hungarian. I'm not Romanian. They can make their own rules. Can you I'm imagine, tra- though? We are not trying to dictate to the rest of the world what they have to do with their vaccines. But if you want to come to the U.S. But can you imagine if it finally got down to the fact that if you refuse to get vaccinated because you're carrying COVID-19, so there, many of the fleeing refugees. A lot of them probably are, yeah. And there is a, there is a small outbreak going on right now in, in Europe. And it's going to be large. Yeah. And you know, next stop. US. North America, yeah, it's coming here. Canada, yeah. the United. Don't say, it's, it's, say, we're not, not to mass again. Not, no, no, please, Curtis, promise we'll Curtis, never go back to that. Curtis, everybody said you look better in the mask anyway. Just put it on. No, no, please, <laughs> you look promise fine. me, Chris Hahn, because you're closer, obviously, to the Bidens. A Hochul here, the governor of New I'll, York. I'll put in a word. <laughs> no more masks. No more lockdowns. I don't look. I I'm of the mind at this point. These variants seem to be less impactful, especially if you're vaccinated. So being that these variants don't really knock you out, and yeah, I get it. If you if you have a pre-existing condition, if there's something that makes you more susceptible, then you should probably mask up yourself. And I also think the unvaccinated should get vaccinated, but I'm done begging yeah, them to do it. Yeah, 30% are not I'm getting vaccinated. They're not getting it. it. There's nothing you could say I, or do or look, bribe I, them to I, get all vaccinated. All I could say to you, my unvaccinated friends, I hope you don't regret it while you're in the hospital getting a ventilator put on you. But other than that, it's on you. I don't think we're going to go back to any form of lockdowns in this country again. And I doubt we'll ever go back cross to Cross your full heart masking. and hope to die. Please well, cross I, your I, heart. I don't want to cross my heart and hope to die. But because uh, I think we're at a point where the vaccines have done a good job. The variants seem to be getting less severe each time, especially if you're vaccinated. So there is that protection. And people have a right to choose their own level of risk. What about Red China? Red China is going into lockdown so in some their, of the urban their areas. Their vaccines are not as effective as ours. And they really should just take our vaccines. I mean, they copy everything else we do. Why don't they take that, too? <laughs> so just knock off Pfizer, Maduro, we, no, Johnson & Johnson. We, we've offered it to them. I, you know, their vaccine is not as effective as our vaccine. So now this goes back to the uh, phone conference that President Joe Biden had with President who, what's on second? I don't know, is on third. Xi Jinping. In which uh, he's saying to Xi Jinping, you'll regret helping Russia with any kind of military supplies or military and aid. And as you've noticed, they haven't helped them. Well, come on. You know they are. They're not. They are. If they do, look. So maybe... Here's what I say. 
You have a choice, China. You can sell me an iPhone, or you could sell arms to Putin. No, no, that city is shut down where they make the iPhones now well, because of they, the. Look, I, China wants to sell iPhones. They want to sell TVs. They want to, you know, they want to build their roads all over this? the place. You want to be China doesn't want to be isolated like Russia right, does. Well, how about this? Because Red China is having difficulty now with the resumption of the pandemic, it yep. really is. It's going to affect the supply chain. Absolutely. So inflation is going to keep going up because yep. you're not going to have a you're supply getting, of these You're products. not getting your microchips and other things that are built there. How about this? Joe Biden says, we will give you unlimited access to all our vaccines. Nobody has to know. You can rebottle it, put, put the Red yeah, Chinese put your label on it. on it, call it whatever you want. Just don't help Vladimir Putin with military I, Here's hardware. what I think. The American people, with the exception of Moderna, the American people paid to develop those vaccines. They took the money. We own it. We should just give it to them. We should give it to the world. We should give it to the world. Now, wait a we paid for Pfizer, right? We paid for Pfizer right. and J&J. And Pfizer, big met, right? Big pharma. Big pharma. Uh, reported $65 billion in profit. Yeah, because we bought all those vaccines from them after we paid to develop it. And I'd like to know what right. Johnson & Johnson reported, the one shot, which wasn't as effective it's as a the little, two shot. It's uh, a little less uh, clear because they're in the middle of uh, – they're, they're splitting the company in two right now. So imagine if we were to just bribe what, – what's his name, President Red Xi. 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 We Xi were, Jinping. They're used to being bribed. Bribe them with all these vaccines that they can repackage. I, I think we should give these vaccines to the world because we can't keep having these variants pop up. And they pop up in these unvaccinated societies or poorly vaccinated societies like China. And I think we need to just keep giving it away for free. Well, right now, our biggest problem is that with the flee of all these Ukrainians, millions now, yeah. mostly women and children and elderly, yep. uh, we got to get them vaccinated. We do. Because we have to accept them into our allied countries. And I think the biggest offer we can make to our NATO allies, our European allies, is the segue that we will take these refugees once they've been processed, once, you know, their papers are in order. Because obviously now you're not even concerned about all that. You're just letting them flee yeah. and avoid the carnage that's taking Poland place in their home doing, country. Poland is doing everything they can for them. They are giving them benefits. They are letting them into the schools. Well, speaking of giving yeah. them, they still want to give them those MIGs. When we return, <laughs> we have to talk about these freaking MIGs, which has become the subject. Poland, Poland wants F-22s. That's why they want I to give them I understand that. <laughs> right. But why would you want these old MIGs? The Russians are just going to shoot them down. Remember, they're very proficient. I, as much as we've said, oh, they're not really as good as we thought, SAM missiles will take down those old MiGs. Yeah. Look, they, they use SAM missiles in North Vietnam to yeah. take down John McCain and other American I know, flyers. I know. Look, look, we've got to do everything we can short, short of starting World War II. All right, so there, when we come so. back, we'll talk about the no-fly zone, the MiGs, and everything else that we're being asked to provide, the war effort of Zelensky, who has now embraced the very guy, Pershenko, the former president, that he is charged with treason. Oh, how war and politics makes for strange bedfellows. Politics makes strange bedfellows. Oh, we're going to be talking about that with Cuomo in the next hour. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Cuomo and bedfellows. He's back. That, That can't be anything. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. All right, Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa, coming right back at you. 
You got it. There we go. So there he was, Vladimir Putin flexing on that stage, 200,000. Yeah. You know what he reminded me of? Who? Trump. Lying. People like, you know, feeling other than I think the people actually come out for Trump. I think that they were had a gun pointed at some of their kids to make them come out. I know we'd like to believe that. I know that's part of our propaganda, that everyone was forced to be there. It's 200,000 people. You don't force 200,000 people to show up waving flags. When when you're using all this propaganda and you're not letting people know the truth of what you're doing over there, and you're telling them that we're trying to denazify the Ukraine because they're a threat to Russia— um, you might get some people out there. But so I, I anybody love, who was there was there on the false present pretenses. I love these prognosticators saying, "Oh, they're killing their their fellow Slavs in Ukraine. Uh, this is unbelievable." Are you kidding? Civil wars are where the most carnage always takes place. Right. Look at our, our in the many wars we've been involved. Our civil war was the worst. Yeah. Look at the ongoing civil war in Yemen. Three hundred and fifty thousand people I have been you. killed there. So this concept that you would never really kill the people of your own bloodline, you end up killing more of your own people in civil war. Yes. This is okay, more but, like but a but civil war. Let's go war. back to the original point here. He had two hundred thousand people there. They have not heard the truth about what's going on in Ukraine. They do not know that it was an unprovoked act of aggression by Putin. Chris, you know some of them are aware of that, and they are nationalistic. Do you think that, they are, the, you think that they are the majority of the people in that square? Uh, in that square, I believe in that country. I believe uh, in that I country. I do not believe that. I don't believe that the Russians are, the individual Russian people are bloodthirsty hateful people like their leader. They are used to losing massive numbers of people. Again, they lost 20 million people against... That was 80 years ago. But everybody tells stories about that. It's right. a part. When I was in Moscow, when I was coming up to Moscow, they would all show me pictures, you know, in their flats, because there are no private homes in Moscow at all. They're right. all concrete right. block flats. They would all show me pictures... Yeah, Stalingrad, Leningrad. There was no St. Petersburg well, then. Okay, but we all have stories of family. Like, look, again, my grandfather and my grandmother are Holocaust survivors. We have all these stories about people who died. We don't want to see more people die. No, I, I, I'm telling you, even though there is a resistance in Russia, right. and that'll keep growing, that'll keep growing amongst young people. Amongst yeah. young, not people the baby boomers. Get connected. Not the baby boomers right. and not the senior citizens. Yeah, they are nationalists, uh, do or die. They're flying those flags. They love that flag. That's Russian jingoism. And we like to believe that he has totally brainwashed and bamboozled them. But you know, nationalism always unites people. I you got fly it. that flag of nationalism I, I, I it. and it unites you. Know, but it, it, you, you want to combine nationalism with propaganda and not really allowing the truth into that country. They've, they've lowered an iron curtain around that country. Around the media coming in and out of that country, you cannot tell the truth yeah, but in you Russia see, today. According to the uh, prognosticators, the Iron Curtain has rushed on it now uh, because it's not the powerful Iron Curtain that we all it supposedly is a grew up with. Media Iron Curtain. The average citizen in Russia cannot get media that is not approved by Putin himself. And that is the problem right now. And by the way, they're still getting their Snickers bars. Remember I had announced to yes. you that Mars Company makes $2 billion because the Russians are addicted to Snickers bars, which I saw being given out free in 1994. Right. They actually had a debate in their parliament to do it. Is this part of a Western uh, takeover by the CIA? Guess what? 
The one company well, that continues to do business there, regardless. I am, I am announcing today that I will no longer be eating Snickers. I will be sticking to Goldenberg's peanut chews. They don't need which you. Which I am sure are not sold They don't in need Russia. you eating Snickers. The Russians are addicted <laughs> to it. And by the way, they're still selling it because they're addicted. Now, that would topple Putin. If there were no more Snickers in Russia. We need to ban the candy from Russia. <laughs> create the chocolate revolution. There would be an insurrection. <laughs> but coming up next, you were right. About daylight savings time. I was. Who, and who knew that Chris Hahn had influence with the United States Senate, the guy, the leader of the pack, who he used to work for, Chuck Schumer? Uh, I think it was this show. We'll be right back. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Uh, I hate Bruce Springsteen. This is the uh, the Courtney Cox song, as I like to call it. I really, I hate him. I despise him. How do you hate Bruce Springsteen? Because this guy who uh, supposedly blue-collar working class, freehold New Jersey, yeah. the other side of the track, then ended up in 1% Rumsford. When I grew up, there was only two things you can do. You could go work in a factory or you could become a rock star. Like, Bruce, you live... 20 minutes from Manhattan. <laughs> Come oh, so on. You got that, too. Yeah. Plus, now. I, always, I love Bruce. Don't get me wrong. And I've been to his concerts. I love him. Love his music. Love everything oh, about him. Oh, you're like, Shamu! <laughs> Chris Christie. I, I love him. He's not as big on my list as Billy, but I love Bruce. But he's farmer. Billy, excuse me, he's farmer Bruce Springsteen now. I grew up in a neighborhood where you really didn't have many options. They take, I mean, I could see the skyline of Manhattan from my mother's apartment, but... They take <laughs> advantage of the fact that they can write off parts of their property as being a farm. It's agricultural. I don't know for him if it's homegrown or then there's Bon Jovi, same thing. Yeah. But the point is, they take advantage of that. They want us to spend money. But boy, when it bon comes Jovi... to tapping into their money... Uh, they're farmers now. I don't think Bon Jovi has a farm on his lot. I've seen his lot. It's not. Oh, you have. Well, wow. He's in, you Red, the name he's in Red Bank, New Jersey. Hold on I've never been to his house particularly, but I know where it is. Oh, but you know Bon Jovi, right? You know I have all been these to people. a concert with Bon Jovi in somebody's backyard, which was pretty freaking amazing, actually. In a backyard? Yeah, in a backyard. Where was this? Hold it was, on it was out in East Hampton. So, was this a fundraiser? It was a fundraiser, yes. Well, for Democrats. It was a fundraiser for a woman by the name of Hillary Clinton. You may have heard of her. Oh, yes, I did. By the yeah. way. And by the way, I didn't pay to go. Somebody brought me. I shouldn't be. Years ago, like I 20 shouldn't years be ago. that critical of uh, Bon Jovi because at a time of great need for the Guardian Angels, both here and around the world and around the country, because we're in 13 countries and 130 cities, um, one of his band members made a very sizable donation. That's good. What did it, it must have bought a lot of sateen jackets and uh, red berets. Damn right it did. <laughs> and we were featured in one of their videos. Oh, well, there you go. Did so, you get royalties for that? No, no. All he, this fame and no money. They, no, no. <laughs> we're wearing the Guardian Angel right. shirt in one right. of their videos. I mean, they're selling Guardian Angel shirts in Times Square right now. You don't get a cut of that or nothing. Well, because it's, it's you global get nothing now. for it. Nothing. Oh, it's freaking nothing. amazing. Nothing. Knockoffs like everything. Can we get Curtis some money for this, please? Well, wait a second. I have double trouble today. As you know, it's yes. 
take your kid to work day for both uh, Chris Hahn, yes, whose daughter is here. Yes, she is. Uh, after playing what three games of soccer in two days? That's correct. Down in Southern Jersey near Vineland, Salem, New Jersey. All right, so you're Pitts Grove. So New you're Jersey. like stunned God. You're like uh, completely wound up I as am a soccer dad. Birds. I dr- uh, This is all caffeine you're getting today. All caffeine. All right. All yeah. Right. Meantime, I got double trouble because. When I arrived at the studios at WABC, where we broadcast from, uh, there was a New York uh, Post reporter outside. Yeah. There was a big crime in the city. One of these crypto monsters you know, mm. went to a strip club. He's from France. And he's flashing his $10,000 watch on Instagram. And somebody's thugs, <laughs> I like that watch. This. <laughs> so he leaves the strip club with his wife and another young Wait lady. a minute. He was at the strip club with his wife. With his wife. Kids today. Leaves with another young lady. So, you know, it was going to be a menage a trois. Ruined his night. And so (laughs) the gang from the Bronx is tracking him because he keeps adding additions on his Instagram. So it's like global positioning system. I have a feeling his wife might have tipped that gang off. She probably didn't like what was going on. This is the most incredible part. (laughs) This is just a block from where we broadcast from. So he's going into the hotel. You see the video. There is the... The lady who would have made the threesome. There's the wife. And then all of a sudden, the Bronx guys come out of nowhere. They try to get the, the watch. And you know they were from the Bronx how? They oh, were wearing Yankee caps? This is what they do all the time. <laughs> you know they were from the they Bronx? They were from the Bronx. They couldn't be from the Upper West no, Side? No, I'll bet no. you they're from the Bronx. Uh, you bet. I would but bet you. But you don't know. I you are disparaging you. the Bronx. I'll take this beret <laughs> off my head and give it to you. And then you can obviously <laughs> sell that in the street. What am I going to do with that beret? Sell man. it in the street First on I'll eBay. First have to disinfect it. It's been on your head for 45 <laughs> years. I don't know what I'm But anyway, right. so you see in the video the the wife. Remember, they're from France. Yeah. The wife jumps on the hoodlum and starts wrestling with him. They did... They did not get the watch off. Now, the guy's in the hospital now because they shot six times. They shot him? Well, they shot him one time in the groin, and Whoa. then there were six other shots. That was like probably I a warning shot. I don't think that's what he expected to happen for that uh, groin that evening. I think that may have been as a result of having the other honeypot with him, taking him yeah. back to the hotel. So they got this hotel surrounded right. a block away. Reporters want to speak to the wife who's from France because she's in the hospital. Right. They want to know who is the honeypot. Who was this woman that was part of this menage a trois? Well, we assume. Alleged. And they have the guy on video, the guy who tried to rob him with the Bronx crew. I believe yeah. they're the Bronx crew. He goes behind scaffolding. He changes his clothes. They got... See, there are cameras everywhere. You can't be out of sight, out of mind. He changed his clothes. Right. And this then, doesn't sound Bronx to me. And then jumps into the train. And I'm uh-huh. telling you, the sixth train is right here. It probably went right up to the Bronx. Or well, trust went downtown me to Chris wherever Hunt, would you, This is my forte. Okay. I mean, this is my sweet spot, knowing thugs and thugettes. You know who has a sweet spot and can't give it up? Tom Brady. Oh. And I think that brings us to the about face of the week. It's the left versus the right. Right, left, right, left, right, left. About face. Well, he's back, Curtis. Your nemesis, a guy who I've loved to watch lose to the Giants, Tom Brady, has announced he is not retiring, which for the first time in his life makes him bad at something. He's bad at quitting. Hold on a second. An eight-page diary. Posted on Instagram, right? Eight pages. Yeah. Why he was retiring. He's had enough. You call it a diary. I call it a diatribe. Okay. 
He's gone. He yeah. got the mansion down in one of those exclusive I'm gonna billionaire. I'm going to hang out with my, uh, with my superstar, supermodel wife and my two kids. I'm going to do other things with yeah. my life. Yeah. And now he's back to uh, playing with deflated balls again. Yeah. For well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it has nothing to do with the money. He doesn't need any more money. Guy's got plenty of money. So, at least as far as I what know. What I don't understand is, is he playing a game with us like we're a Dunkin' Yo-Yo? Because he didn't have to announce retirement right at the end of the season. No. He didn't. No, I think what happened was he went home and said, okay, now I'm going to be a regular guy. And he did not like it. And without football. He, he, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like people were knocking down his door for him to be a broadcaster or do more commercial. I guess he's got the one commercial with Subway. But he's like, I'm, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit home with Giselle? And the kids? And you know Go Giselle. Go talk to my neighbors? You know Giselle is a yenta. No, I don't. You know in that household, it's picky, 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 picky. Remember how defensive she was of her husband all through yeah. his football career? Yeah. I mean, you engage the wrath of Giselle. Brady would basically stay quiet. She would be like in a fire. Yeah, the Brazilian she's, well, she's a fiery Bra- Brazilian. Yeah, I love it. I hate Tom Brady. I hated him with the New England Patriots and with Belichick. That's what I call Belichick. Belichick. I really, I I can't wait for this guy just to get off the radar screen. I think it's a mistake. He did 22 years in the NFL without any major problems. Go live your life now, (laughs) right? Now all these guys are going to be gunning for you this year. It's like, let me take a shot. Let me take a piece of Tom Brady. They want a trophy. Let me end his career. He doesn't know how to end his career. I'll end his career. So my advice to Tom Brady is just stop. Oh, like he's going to take your advice. Go home, Tom. You've got a beautiful wife. You've got beautiful kids. You've got all the money you need. Easy for you to say. Right. How many guys have said, oh, you got a beautiful wife. You don't know what their domestic situation is. No, I don't. He may actually be happy getting smashed into the <laughs> turf in his 40s than he, being at home with that yente constantly on his case. He'd rather spend time with a 300-pound lineman yes. than with one of the most beautiful I, women on the planet. Uh, Chris Hahn, <laughs> and that is my problem because soon after this broadcast, yes. as you can see, I have my normal two phones with yes, me, right? Yes, two phones with you. So there's the guardian angel phone. like The, the, the bat phone. Right, and then... And there's the phone that typically I used for my failed yes, mayoral and I'm, campaign. I'm noticing right now that that is not an Apple phone. It is a Samsung product. Wow, you knew that? Yeah. You could spot that? I could tell by the way the camera looks on the back there. So I had to grab up my items real quick. <laughs> and by the way, also looking at that case, it is properly maintained. It did not look like it had been chewed on by a rat like your normal phone does. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I run out of the apartment. I'm trying to figure out how you messed this up. And I grab <laughs> the wrong second phone. Right. I've been desperately trying to contact my wife, Nancy, who is tending to cats and rescuing dogs right. and cats. She's a big animal welfare activist. Yes. And there is no contact. So afterwards, instead of taking my son out, my son Anthony, it says he got his senior ring. We're going to spend the afternoon together. He'll spend time with me. But we're going to have to break into the apartment. You're going to drag yourself to the other side of the city. I left my keys oh my in the apartment. Now, <laughs> now, now, watch this. Hey, son, 
Come here. I'm going to boost you up. You're going to break in through the window. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, what it, would happen if the guardian angels spotted him doing that? It could be a real dilemma, don't you think? He's going to be on my shoulders. People are going to be looking at this. He's breaking could into you that imagine apartment? imagine if a guardian angel patrol comes along at that time? They'd be like, what do we do? It's, it's Curtis. Slam them and jam them. Yeah, they're gonna... But notice, I have tried to use every way of contacting my wife. She is so uh, pissed off with me now. Do you think that she just doesn't want to talk to you? Yeah. I think that might be. Yeah, no, She's it's... enjoying an afternoon of luxury without you. N- not only that, but you know what it's like to separate a person from their Especially a Gen Zer like your wife. Right. She's probably real. Uh, how do you freaky. know she's a Gen Zer? I'm just assuming, having met her, that from she's, Bohemia, Long she's Island. a Gen Zer. Didn't she graduate from high school? Like she's 2010? somewhere in her 30s. I still don't know how old <laughs> right. she is. So she's either a millennial or a Gen Zer. That's right on the line. But think of it, Chris. Yeah. You were separated from your phone. I'm a Gen Xer. If I'm if I leave my phone for five minutes, I'm freaking out. You be going through cold turkey. Yeah. Uh I who came late to the game of having cell phones because I had to overseeing guardian angels all over the world, but especially during the mayoral campaign. Right. Uh, and I barely am functional with it. My wife, without this cell phone, she's probably in despair. She's probably pulling her hair out. Oh, Either that or she's God. in a bubble bath saying... Curtis can't contact me for a couple of hours. No, she's I'm not. Going to she's not a bubble luxuriate. bath queen. Trust me, she is not a bubble bath queen. She is going to be so pissed. That's why I'm keeping my son with me. She's got a bottle of wine and she's watching whatever she wants on Netflix she, right now. She will be. By having Anthony there, I'll get yelled at less yes. than if I was just there myself. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I'll be sitting at that table. It'll be endless. It'll be nonstop. How could you do this to me? I had so many things to do. I don't understand how you could mistake. Now, I've seen your phone. Yes. It's like 10 years old. The case looks like it's been run over by a cab several times. In fact, it has you been. had it in your hand probably when you got hit by yes, a cab, right? <laughs> yes, so, I did. So this phone looks brand new. This looks like a boombox. The case is perfect. It's twice the size of your phone. Right. How did you possibly mistake that phone for your iPhone 6? It's the size <laughs> of a boombox. We could actually set this up on a corner, and I could charge people and play movies that, on you it. You know what you could do? You could get, like, a cardboard box. You could do a little break dancing oh, with that phone. my God. Am I going to be in double trouble? I have to break into the apartment with Anthony. <laughs> then I got to wait there. Going to get my lecture. Going to get to, Oh, it, it's going to be bad. I think if she wanted to get in touch with you, she would have. That's why I know <laughs> right? I'm in double trouble. <laughs> She's like... Ah, he left his phone Look, here. I have pigeons outside waiting for me because they'll return with me. They fly all over yeah, the city yeah. following have your, my red They'll have your back. Even they seem somewhat hesitant to go near that apartment. <laughs> but anyway, up next, you couldn't have been more hopelessly correct last week. It's almost as if you were a soothsayer, a mm. forecaster. Mm. You were talking about daylight savings time. You were railing against the fact that we flipped the script yep. from... Uh, Fall when we gain an hour to spring when we lose an hour. And now I see the man you used to work with, Chuck Schumer in the Senate. Yeah. Has brought together a bipartisan coalition unheard of nowadays in Washington. Unanimous consent. We've got to discuss this because I am in opposition to you on this. You are wrong. No, no, no. No. You like the nightlife. You like to boogie. I want the sun (laughs) to stay up till like 7 o'clock, okay? That's just me. Curtis Sliwa in double trouble here on the right. 
Chris Hahn on the left. It's bring your kid to uh, work day here at WABC. And boy, am I going to get worked over when I get back to my domicile. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. Yeah, thank you for playing this. This is my wife's favorite song. I don't even know what this is. Oh, this is so good. It's EDM. That's right. Is he? You may be saving my life. This is sort of like, you know, you have the, the bat call out right, there. This right, is right. the bat woman call to uh, Nancy Sliwa. I think he's brought this up because of the sunrise reference in it. No, frankly. this is Sheeran. Oh, okay. It's really good. The video Who is, is this? Great. Sheeran. She- Ed Sheeran? Yeah. That's Ed Sheeran? Yeah. This is so good. in the video... And it's about bad habits. Got it. Of which you've had, I've had, We've all the whole had world has had. And I have a bad habit because this is not the first time that I've taken my wife's cell phone. I think this nation has a bad habit of changing the clocks oh, twice a year. Well, let me let me set that up for you. Go ahead. The U.S. Senate, yes. led by the man that you dedicated a certain portion of your life to. Six years. The majority leader. I would be unknown but for Chuck Schumer. Of the Democrats, Chuck Schumer, voted to make millions of kids go to school before sunrise for months at a time. Oh, stop it. He wants the kids to come home and be able to play in the sun. Wait a second. Now, we're in the Northeast Corner. We are. We are on the western Excuse me, the eastern edge of day of, of Eastern time. But let's choose the heartland of America. Uh, John Mellencamp land, Indianapolis, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now that you're going west, you got double trouble. You got I, people out there who are not at all happy campers, if in fact this ever did become I the law. I think that you need a law where each state could choose their own path with it. Because quite frankly, the sun sets at different times, at different time parts of the, of the time zone. If you are in Michigan right now, the sun will set an hour later than it does in New York. And and you might not need to keep it on daylight savings time forever. In New York, you know, in December in New York, the sun sets at 4.30, 4.25 in the afternoon. That's ridiculous. Why do we need to? We don't need the sun up at 6 a.m. here. Let's let the sun come up at around 7. If, you, you know, a few more people got to go to work in the dark, it's fine. But it, it's it's it, it's ridiculous Hold for us on, to be sir. plunged into darkness for Hold no on. reason. Let's just look at New York City. We're in the midst of a crime crisis. We're even getting eighty-year-old, uh, ninety-year-old yeah. people knocked. We in got the head. French guys trying to have a threesome, <laughs> losing their watch because they're posting <laughs> no, on Instagram because his wife jumped oh, yeah. on. The he dog. lost his balls, but kept his watch. It's got like his watch. one block away from us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every reporter in the world. Okay. So anyway, the point being is I want the extra hour of light in the morning because when it's dark, right. it's it's more advantageous for criminals to commit crime. Yeah, but it gets darker earlier then. But let me explain because at night people are pretty active. They're pretty vibrant. When you're waking up in the morning, think of it. You haven't had that cup of coffee yet at Starbucks or God only knows where you get your coffee, you know, with the extra octane. So you're walking around, your eyes are half closed. Come on! Crime will skyrocket yeah, in New think, York City. I don't think so. See, like I said, you're a hammer. And when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. An extra 45 minutes to an hour of darkness in the morning is not going to change the crime rate in, we, the, in this city. We try. In fact, this. people will be happier 
because they won't have that seasonal, uh, what is it, seasonal disinfective disorder, Which, I can't remember, whatever it is. Chris Hahn, let me remind you, I don't know if you were birthed at the time, but it was 1974. I remember it well because having been kicked out of high school, I was uh, that. two or three years old, depending on what right. I was pumping was. gas right. yeah. at a shell station in Canarsie. But in 1974, during the national energy crisis, wow, boy, times don't change. No, time. you would think we would have fixed how we use oil in well, this country prices in those sky, remember, 40 years, Because you years. had the Shah of Iran, supposedly right. our friend, who was the leader as of OPEC. I, as I've said. said. You like the Israelis? Well, guess what? You're not getting any more of our oil. And prices just shot up. And so we had standard daylight savings time. We tried it in 1974. For one year. It did not work. People were complaining, moaning, and groaning. So rather than look at history and learn from history, you of this new generation who was yeah. only, what, two years old at the time, yeah. have decided, oh, we'll have standard daylight savings time uh, across and, the and nation. And I, I guess the entirety of the United States Senate agrees with me. They How did passed that on unanimous consent. Well, what happens with unanimous consent bills is they the person who's going to propose it, and this time it was Ed Markey, the senator from Massachusetts, who's been on, liberal and he's been on this kick about daylight savings time, and his partner in crime on this is Florida Republican Marco Rubio. What? Miami, actually the sun sets earlier in Miami in December than it does in New York, so Marco Rubio is actually pro Daylight saves. One of the places Marco Rubio and oh, I agree. Little Marco. Little Marco, yeah. Thirsty Marco, as I like to call him. So so they they send around a memo saying we're gonna ask for unanimous consent. And the chiefs of staffs usually look at this memos. Some people, like the senator from Washington, a couple other senators who should have voted no or should have objected, didn't object. I guess their staffers had other things to, to worry about. So basically they created this impression that all the senators were on board. But I get the impression that, in fact, that's not the case. No, it's definitely not the case. But you know what? you got to listen to what's going on here. The Senate has very interesting rules. You could blow by all the rules by asking will for unanimous this, consent. Uh, will this affect our President Joe Biden sundowning that occurs uh, every day? <laughs> that is so rude. No, no. Well, you know. You know, you're... you're you're not far behind him, I, 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 I'm asking you. Ten years from now, if we're still doing this Is show, that why you can ask this? that question again. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lee, we'll be right back. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. There. A little Miami sound machine for you. Where it gets dark at 4.15. Now, let me ask you a question. These uh, cryptocurrency marauders, these um, uh, profiteers, they gathered up in Miami, I think it was last Thursday, yeah. on St. Patrick's No, the day before St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday. Our mayor here from uh, uh, New York was down there, Eric Adams, other mayors. You know, yeah. El Salvador now is totally uh, like saying, hey, our currency is going to be Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. <laughs> Well, their currency stinks, so they're going to change. It's like white-collar crime. I don't know anything about it, man. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not investing in it. I, I have. A, it seems like a scam to me. I know, but you get mayors jumping on board. And, and Eric Adams is paid in uh, Bitcoin. Uh, there are others who are partially. on board. He's partially paid. Right, and I, but I'm just saying, wait a second. Before everybody goes hog-wild about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, right. you think we should find out? Who the people behind? Well, don't this you think are? we should be regulating it like we regulate any kind of currency, to, so that there's a real value to it? Shouldn't it be put on the market with other currency and floated, and not just like some sort of like 
whatever feel, people feel like paying for it is. I mean, it, it's a stock but and you, a currency. I, I don't know, get but it. You know how people are about their money. They're focused. Like for right. instance, now we, clearly we're not we're not uh, we're not sponsored by any crypto companies. No, not yet. No. <laughs> but imagine you invest money in a stock. You right. know, I'm with your stockbroker, your brokerage yep. firm. You're, you're very uh, anal about that. You yeah. want to know where your money is going. You give money in taxes. You don't seem to care a lot of times. Uh, you right. give me a lot of money. But with this, people keep talking about it. If you were to stop, 99% of the people, they had absolutely jack daily squat, no idea what this is. A lot of, most people are losing money on it because they're buying the wrong stuff. I know, but how is it we can be pushing forward with this as a future world currency yeah, I don't... when we look at all the bandits that are getting on, the, on I board? I don't buy it. I'm glad to see we're in agreement. I don't buy it. I glad don't. to see. But meantime. Yes. A man has emerged like Lazarus from the political dead. Mm. A few uh, weeks ago, if you would have mentioned uh, Andrew Cuomo, they would have said dead on arrival, DOA. There's no hope whatsoever mm. that he could ever run for statewide office again. And then all of a sudden, one poll comes out. Yeah. Just one poll. has him poll. at 30%, by the way. None. I understand. Right. But one poll comes out, and you had Hochul, Kathy Hochul, who replaced him, attempting to become the first woman ever elected yep. governor of the state of New York, way ahead in the Democratic polls against Tom Swazi, a guy you know from out in Long Island, yep. and Jumani Williams, who is to the far left. Yep. Way ahead. And Jumani not, Williams is doing nothing. Right, but not, Shockingly. Not even, a con- yeah. not even a contest. All of a sudden, they do one poll, they throw Andrew Cuomo's name in. Yep. He spent $2 million in TV advertisements. You see them nonstop. Nonstop. You know, it's like, uh, uh, what can we say, uh, revisionism, yeah. Cuomo style. Yeah. Now, if the election were held tomorrow, if this poll by Emerson College were to hold up, he's four points behind. Well, it's always easiest to build your reputation up when nobody's attacking you. If he actually gets into the race, he will be attacked not only by Kathy Hochul and her Tremendous war chest, which is, you know, I, I imagine next filing, she's going to be close to $40 million. Easily. Easily. Uh, he'll be attacked by every member of the media, every every sitting Democrat in the state of New York. It, it won't be good for him. He he really is. Ma- I think he's making a mistake. I think I'm not saying his career is over forever. I think it's a little too soon you, for a revival. You don't really understand the Cuomo mentality. Oh, I do. Like I do. Oh, I I understand it. Because I've been friends and foes with the Cuomos right. going back to Mario Cuomo, the former governor, who could have been president, could have right. been a United States Supreme Court justice. As a St. John's alumni, I'm very annoyed he did not become a Supreme Court justice or president. It and nice. his wife, Matilda. Yep. Great woman. So this is what happened. This is how my relationship with Mario Cuomo formed. He had lost a runoff election against Ed Koch to become mayor of the city yep. of New York. Now, believe it or not. The defining issue of that election in the 70s when we were having a crime crisis was the death penalty. Yeah. Everybody understood a mayor had no control over the death penalty. None. But his campaign manager, a guy named David Garth, said, you're anti-Vietnam War when he was the congressman. You're anti-death penalty. There are like six, seven Democrats running against you. Mario Cuomo seems to be in the lead. He is totally, totally opposed to the death penalty. You got to become the Democratic death penalty candidate. He did. He took the advice of David Garth. He shot to number one in the polls. Yep. So they're sitting there in Queens, which was in the heyday of Mario Cuomo. 
and is sitting down, and his son, Andrew, 23 years old, is his campaign manager. He cle- keeps things very close in the yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the Godfather. Yeah. So Andrew comes Sonny. in. Right. Andrew comes into the Queens is County. Is he Sonny or Michael in this story? I guess he's both. kind of a combo, right? Yeah. He's both. Yeah. So he comes in and goes, Dad, I got bad news for you. Uh, this death penalty thing is killing us. Yep. Crime is going up. Murders are going up. And Koch, he's on his way to winning this runoff. He goes, I got, I got, I got the program. I've discussed this with Queens County Democratic Machine before you. The new campaign, if you okay it, if you give us the green light, we're getting posters up all over right. the city. Vote for Cuomo, not the homo. Horrible. Mario sits there for all of 10 minutes contemplates going back to practicing law or being the mayor of the city of New York. Gives the thumbs up. Yeah. I walk out of my house. There were posters everywhere. It backfired. They, they put him on trees. They were chalking him on, yeah. on the street. And what happened was Ed Koch's numbers dropped like a rock. But not enough. Wait a second. So here it is all of a sudden. Ed Koch is now hooked up to Bess Meyerson. Bess Meyerson, again. Miss America. Oh, Jewish, first Jewish Miss America. Yep. Every booby, every Zayda, every grandmother would have wanted their Jewish son right. or grandson to be with Bess Meyerson. So David Carth knows Bess Meyerson, calls him up. She is the Cultural Affairs Commissioner in the John Lindsay administration. Yep. She is top shelf five star, the creme de la creme. Yep. Uh, Bess, I need you to do us a solid. People are saying that Ed Koch is gay, which at that point, you're wiped out politically. Right. I want you to be attached like Velcro to Ed Koch wherever he goes. He goes to see the Jewish uh, grandmothers, you know, and they'll influence their families and the Italians and everyone. And you're attached like Velcro. And she does it. And even promises that if Ed is elected, there may be a marriage, yeah. a crazy marriage. Yeah. And they're kissy-poo it. All of a sudden, this strategy to destroy Ed Koch... Backfires. Not only backfired, sunk. Yeah. It so now all of a sudden, years in the future, Ed Koch wants to be governor. He's got Rupert Murdoch's support at the New York Post. Yeah. Because now Rupert Murdoch is a player in New York. He's gotten the Post back. You know, it was negotiated and all right, that. Right, right, So Ed Koch is a candidate. Mario, who's the lieutenant governor, is running against him way behind in the polls, way behind. So Mario's campaigning in New York City. Every time he saw me in the Guardian Angels, he'd jump on board with us <laughs> because he was getting a lot of attention. Yeah, talking about crime in New York City and saying, you want this all over the state. Then Ed Koch foolishly gives an interview to Playboy magazine where he talks about upstate women wear gingham dresses and people are milking horrible. cows. Yeah, horrible. Call them hicks, basically. Sunk them. Yep. Mario Cuomo beats him in the Democratic primary. Becomes and governor. now you know the rest of the story. Yep. Supported the Guardian and Angels. And now you know the rest of the story. Right. Sorry, couldn't resist. But then I went to battle against the Cuomos because of Crown Heights and other scenarios where he never intervened and he was soft on crime. Yeah, so, yeah. So is this story about you or about Andrew no, Cuomo? No, no, but it's, yeah. it's about Andrew Cuomo. Yes. Andrew Cuomo has seen this routine before many, many times at the age of 23. I was privy to some of their conversations, not all of them, really yeah. more with Mario, not with Andrew, or with uh, his other associates. They believe in revenge. This is really classic Godfather. But, uh, the, but let me explain Kathy how... Hochul isn't the one who no, took him out. Let me explain how the revenge takes place. Go ahead. He's not going to run in the Democratic primary. 
because you have to have your signatures in by April 4th. I know that because I'm collecting yeah. signatures for Andrew Giuliani. How's that going? To run into the Repo- Not good. It's going very well. Oh, yeah. Very well. Look, your name is Giuliani amongst Republicans. It's All solid. right, let's see what but happens. He's not going to run as a Democrat. He's going to run third party. You don't have to start collecting petitions until after April 4th for an independent line, and you could get anyone's signature, Democrat, Republican, independent. He will become the spoiler and potentially win in a three-person race. I do not believe that, but I don't discount it either. I think it's unlikely. I think, you know, he has been a loyal Democrat his entire career. I don't think he wants to go out that way. He would lose. We might have no, Governor Zeldin no, in no, that no, scenario. No, no, no. He might not lose. I think if he ran in a third party, we would have Governor Zeldin. He would get 30% of the vote. Right. Just 30, now. 30%'s not enough. Yeah. But 30% in a three way race. Start looking Still how close that enough. would be. Still not enough. How close that would be. And then, no. It would be at least three points short. What did he do this past week? He was the author of a gay marriage bill. Again, going back to yep. politics makes for strange bedfellows. Without him, there would be no gay marriage in New York State. He was the first state right. gay marriage, yeah. gays and lesbians. In fact, he convinced some Republican state senators to actually vote for it, who never got he, reelected because of He was also the man who signed bail reform, which is the biggest problem Democrats have in the state right exactly. now. Exactly, but he's banking on it the was fact him. that people are stupid. Uh, that their yeah, memories, but, but see, people's memories are short. But Kathy Hochul's got forty; she'll have eighty million dollars to remind them that this is the man no, who signed it, you, and I fi- and she's going to try to fix it. So she'll be the one who fixed it. He's going to be the one who broke it. You have to understand there is an entire generation that has grown up with the Cuomos, going back to Mario in the seventies. There's lineage here. In a three-person race, if I, all of them start out at 30%, right, 30 or a little more. That is his ceiling. It's a race. That is not his floor. Not a ceiling, I guarantee you. All right, well, we'll see. I think that when people start pushing back, reminding them of the things he did, you know, we saw the Comptroller's report about the nursing homes this week. Okay. We saw the bail reform, but, how bad that's is gone. It, is it, we, we will also talk about how the fact he took a 23-year-old staffer to the mansion and asked her if she liked older men. And I'm sorry, I'm the father of daughters. If that was my daughter, I'd be at the mansion with a freaking baseball bat. So I don't know how you run around the state of New York pretending you're going to run for governor again with that and not address that. Now, I get it. It might not have been something that was a crime, a capital offense, but you resigned over it because there were multiple other charges similar to that. And I get it. Some of them were kind of, you know, he kissed me hello at a wedding, and I, I, don't, I don't like that. And I do think he was a pretty good governor when he was governor. But he will have to address all of those things if he runs for governor because Hoka won't let him forget it. You won't let him forget it. The press won't let him forget it. The world won't let him forget it. Right now, he's running a campaign of one where he's the only one talking, and his numbers can go up because he has a lot of accomplishments now, to point to. Who does he want revenge against? Does he want revenge against Republicans? No. They're he wants revenge against Tish James. He wants revenge against all the Democrats who he's kept a list of who won't even return his call. you got to understand the yeah. mentality of the Cuomos. He, he is going to blow through that $18 million war chest, and he will have nothing to show for it. In a, Nobody's going to give him money. Let me tell you something, Chris Hunt. In a three-person race, even if he loses and he prevents Hochul from being the governor yeah. and it helps the Republican candidate, he got his revenge. Well, I will tell you right now. He you got and, his revenge. If this guy gets in the race, you and I will have a lot to talk about the next three months. Let me give you another <laughs> hint. Remember, in the state Senate, 
there were seven Democrats that he convinced to become quasi-Republicans. Remember they called the it the IDC. Right. Yeah. All of them ended up getting whacked except for Diane Savino and Staten Island. Right. Brooke. All the rest lost their races. They sure did. Yet Cuomo had convinced them. That's, you understand he has a certain ability to convince you to crawl into the belly of the beast. I just don't think in his current position that he can convince people to do anything. Don't you? you this is 50th <laughs> anniversary of the I, I liked him. Let me be clear. I was a pro-Cuomo guy. I thought he was a good governor. I do. And so did Billy Joel. Right. And so did uh, I, Jimmy I was Dolan. a fan. I thought he got things done. You do look at Penn Station. Why don't you do this? Look at the Tappan Zee Bridge. Why, why don't we do LaGuardia this? Airport. Do he this? did a lot of good things. You love Billy Joel, but, right? You love Billy Joel. I and do. remember I both of them would be on their Harley motorcycle. Cuomo would be in his Corvette. Since you you seem to know Billy Joel. I don't know him. Well, he came up to you on his Harley. No, no, he doesn't know me. He just recognized me. Oh, that's the guy that was telling people what to do at that event I was at. But you know people (laughs) who know Billy Joel. Everybody in the world. Of course. I know a lot of people. I know Andrew Cuomo. You asked Billy Joel. (laughs) Yep. Would he support Andrew Cuomo if he ran for the governorship, either as a Democrat or an independent? I don't think he would. Really? I hope not. Go ahead. Put the feelers out. Hopefully next week you can give us an idea (laughs) of what he's saying. I don't know if I can get get to Billy Joel in a week. Secondly, this is right out of The Godfather. This is the 50th anniversary. It was... And um, I showed my daughter The Godfather two weeks ago. The Lowy's had the first showing. This Thursday will mark the 50th anniversary when it went nationwide. The scene that everyone most remembers, Michael Corleone at the baptism at Mount St. Laredo. Michael, do you renounce Satan? (laughs) <laughs> but then he said to everyone, we settle all scores. Chris Cuomo files a $125 million suit. And, and let me tell you something. He's going to get paid. I believe he was wrongfully dismissed. I'm telling you. He was only sticking up for his brother. The Cuomos are settling all scores. When all we right. come back, though, boy, <laughs> what a week you had in convincing some of your naysayers that you're really a good guy. Yet others, that you're evil. Yes. You're satanic. It's the left versus the right. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. All right, we're back. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. Oh, cool in the gang. This is your music. Definitely. It's like when you were hanging out at Studio 54 in the 70s. No, they never chose me to come in there. Oh, they didn't let you in. That's BQE, BQE. But anyway, two weeks ago, we learned something about you that shocked the radio listening community here at WABC. It was a shocking revelation. Uh, That you, for a period of your life, were an evangelical. Well, I grew up in an evangelical home. There were listeners. Yep. Some of them who hated you, they thought that you were 666 on your forehead. Yeah. The Antichrist. <laughs> your your worst critic then, immediately after you told your story, had this to say about yes. you, Chris Hahn. No, you I have no idea. You don't know the guilt I feel, Curtis. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible for him. <laughs> I feel terrible for him. And please, let's all say a prayer for Christopher Hahn. The guy is hurting, and he's a young man. We don't want him to, you know, leave Earth. We want to keep him alive, and I want him, most of all, to be happy. 
that is so noble of you to recognize that we all misjudged him. Hey, when I'm wrong, I admit it. I admit it. That's all. She's crying. Yeah, Curtis, you abused that poor woman. No. I, I listened to your show that night. Somebody, One of your producers was kind enough to send me the whole hour of you talking about me. And I thank God. That my mother did not hear that hour. <laughs> I know, but this woman yeah. was the worst critic. She you've was had. distraught over whatever you were saying that hour. No, but she listened to yeah. that program of you describing how you went through being born a Roman Catholic, yeah, uh, and then the Lutheran, the period of time yeah, you were yeah. Lutheran, and then the evangelical, and then eventually, and the fact that I'm half Jewish as well, right? Yeah, it's caused her to cry. But not everyone. No, felt not that everybody. Way. Uh, a caller called up Greg Kelly, you know, of Newsmax. You know him, a Long Island uh, guy yeah, from Garden yeah. City. And had a completely different point of view of that hour we did. Not only <laughs> chastising you, but me, too, because I was with you. I always listen to WABC, and Curtis and uh, Chris Hahn were on. And some of the topic came up about Chris Hahn was raised Catholic, baptized Catholic, and then he became evangelical. His mother became evangelical. And he was nasty about the fact that he had to go to church on Sundays for five hours. And they got they got nasty about making fun of te- televangelists. And it just occurred to me that religion is a very personal and sensitive topic. And for Curtis and, um, and Chris to go at it like that and make fun of evangelical Christians, I found it very offensive. <laughs> I got roped into that. I wasn't making fun of anybody. I was just telling how it was for me. Let me explain how this all came about. Jessica Hahn, I was having yeah. a discussion on the overnight uh, show that I do with a caller, and we were asking, whatever happened, Jessica Hahn. And I told that caller and all of our listeners that, in fact, you were the younger brother of <laughs> Jessica Hahn. And yeah. he was sitting there, he was in Glendale, Queens, and he says, I have pictures here of a younger Jessica Hahn when she first went to this evangelical church. She was living in Glendale. Yeah. And I see there is a young man there, they say, a young man. And then he says, about how old is he? I oh, he's 55. He said, that must well, be I'm him. I'm not 55. I'm a lot younger than that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, yes. It worked for the right. narrative. Right. So he goes, oh, then that must be Chris Hahn. <laughs> so the next day we're on, and I tell the story. Right. And you say, well, that part of it is wrong. But I was raised in evangelical, <laughs> yeah. not far from the very church. Yeah, she went to Jean Profeta's church in Massapequa, one of those mega ch- early mega churches, and and they were wrapped in with Jim Baker and the other guy. Uh, and yeah. more importantly, you would be delivering Long Island Newsday. That's how you became a progressive and a liberal. <laughs> and you would run home to watch Jimmy Swagger on Swagger. Sunday. Yeah, after my paper route, I come home. It was the only thing on. At like 6 a.m. when I was done delivering the papers. Yeah, but let's face it. You were into it, man. And he was good. He was he an was entertainer. Good. He was a very, very entertaining. He put on a show. And I, that, I, I I, actually passed by his, like, almost a cathedral in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. It was huge. Huge. That's why everybody should watch The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, because that's really how they are. Right? I mean, it's just, it's just excess. And it's just another way of people making money. It's entertainment. And by the way, I don't begrudge them for making a living. But if, wait, this, if this is what people want to do, wait, they, they can do it. There was that moment that you decided that you were going to break through the chains and shackles yeah. of a, a fundamentalist evangelical lifestyle. And you went off to the North Shore 
a Long Island Sound overnight. <laughs> you were you were with your mates, your buddies. Yes. Probably drinking a few brewskis. We were right? drinking probably uh, Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers. It was the 80s. <laughs> so you come home and you figure I'll just crawl into bed. And your mother tells you, no, Chris, you're coming to church. Get up. You're going to church. And you're laying on the ground staring up at the steeple. Yeah. And no steeple in that church. All right. <laughs> just laying on the ground. And you stare, and you you're having to listen. I'm thinking to myself, this is freaking ridiculous. That's what caused our female caller to start crying, and other people to be yeah, it, so it, empathetic it, and sympathetic. Oh, to you. look, I had a very happy childhood. I really appreciate you being sympathetic towards me. I had a very happy childhood. Uh, you know, few incidents notwithstanding. But they understand why. My parents were not abusive at they all. They understand, but they understand <laughs> why you are the way you are, Chris. Hunt. Hey, man, I am the way I am because I read. And I read the Bible, unlike most people who pretend that they've read the Bible in politics. Curtis, always fun. No wonder why you refer to biblical passages when you're on Fox News Channel uh, it against is, your it conservative It is my sword and my shield, baby. Chris Hunt, Curtis Lee, we'll see you next week. You gotta get on the groove If you want your body to move When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.